Okay. Thanks. So, hello, welcome, and thank you very much, Emily and Erica, for joining us. I'm Lorraine Mockford, and we're going to be doing these brief podcast interviews of our poster presenters. So, first of all, could you tell us your name and your affiliation? Um, sure. Um, my name is Erica Lott, and with us is Emily Stalling, and we are um, graduate students at The Ohio State University in Columbus, Ohio, in the United States. Oh, that's great. Thank you. <laughs> and maybe each of you could tell us a little bit about yourselves briefly. Sure, this, I'll continue. Um, so um, we are in the final year of our program and we'll graduate this coming August with Masters of Science in Nursing and be dual certified, certified nurse midwives and women health, women's health nurse practitioners. Um, so as I said, my name is Erica Lott. Um, I have uh, two children and I've been a registered nurse for 14 years, um, but I've spent my entire career in the um, nation's, one of the nation's largest neonatal intensive care units. Um, so I kind of came to midwifery after becoming a mother myself and working in a um, high premature birth and maternal and infant death rate city. Um, that's what kind of called me to midwifery to serve my community. That's a pretty common story for the calling to midwifery, I think. <laughs> and um, I'm Emily Stallings. I have a background in international public health and I have a master's in international development with a focus on non-governmental organizations and civil society. So I came to midwifery from kind of a different place. Um, I came to midwifery from a passion for health equity and social and reproductive health and justice for human rights and a desire to work with birthing people, um, especially from underrepresented populations. Thank you, Emily. I think that might be the number two way reason why we're free. <laughs> we're covering the bases. You are. You are indeed. So what is your, your topic of your poster? What is the topic of your poster? And, and how did you come to choose this topic? Sure. Um, so Emily and I had the opportunity to travel to Jersey as part of an exchange between the midwifery departments at The Ohio State University and the University of Chester operating in Jersey. And um, while we were there, we worked alongside several wonderful midwives and two of whom had actually participated in this program when they were students. Um, so they came from Jersey here to Ohio. Um, so we got to explore the island and meet many of the Jersey natives and um, the and uh, citizens that have immigrated there. And the focus of this trip was to gain opportunity to kind of view the similarities and differences in midwifery care. Um, so one of the things we noticed was the approach to preventing vertical transmission for uh, GBS during vaginal birth. So the focus of our poster is a comparative analysis between the prevention strategies to reduce the transmission from the birthing parent to the baby. Uh, thereby decreasing the rates of um, GBS early onset neonatal sepsis. So our poster is a direct comparison between the practice guidelines recommendations from the Royal College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists and those of the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. So the two um, bodies that both um, they use in Jersey and then here in the United States for the practice recommendations. Emily, do you have anything to add? No, I think that was great. Yeah, perfect. I'll just add that Jersey is one of the Channel Islands off the coast of the of uh, England, so people are aware of that. Not everybody may know. Yeah, they may think <laughs> it's New Jersey. Oh, right. Okay. Most people I talk to seem to not know. So that is a exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why they come under the Royal College because they're they're, yes, they're uh, exactly. 
I can't remember what they are. They're a protectorate, I think, of the of they're, uh, they're a British Crown dependent, I believe. Ah, there we go. Thank yeah, you very there's much. Yeah. So many options within the crown structure of what they could be, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what do you think is your main message of your poster? Right, thanks for asking. Uh, so I think one of the main messages that we kind of tried to hone in on is that there's a large difference between the recommendations for screening and the different approaches for this prevention of vertical transmission and going on to early onset GBS disease. Um, so there's a large difference between what the American organization ACOG and the kind of British organization ARCOG recommend. So we were interested in what those differences might reveal about cultural approaches and thinking about pregnancy care and intervention, but also what those different policies and guidelines would lead to in terms of outcomes is, is one more efficacious. So, you know, one of the key concepts we noticed in analyzing the different approaches to this prevention strategy um, is that the different organizations assess risk quite differently and assess costs of interventions differently, those costs being not just financial but human. So while the UK is seeing a rise in their GBS early onset disease, their organization, ARCOG, notes that that actual risk remains low and therefore it doesn't justify, in their opinion, interventions like universal maternal screening, which is what the American organization recommends. So, you know, both approaches are looking at the topic from a population health standpoint, but I think that the ARCOG approach asks clinicians to deliver a little bit more individualized care and, and views interventions as being a little bit more costly on a human level, maybe. Uh, and further, just that one might be able to assume based on kind of the language of their guidelines and what they recommend uh, that that ACOG, pardon me, that ARCOG, the British organization, views actions like an anogenital swab or the delivery of intrapartum antibiotic prophylaxis as interventions with costs and possible harms, while ACOG doesn't really appear to give much consideration to these or to kind of hold them with the same weight. Um, Erica, is there anything that you'd like to add? Um, I think you, um, I think you covered it. Okay. Well, and I think you actually moved into my next question as well when I asked what were your key findings. So. Were there any other key findings that you have? A couple, um, and thanks for asking. And if you're looking at the poster while you're listening, or if you've already looked at the poster, you might notice we kind of tried to group our findings into categories like screening guidelines or recommendations for uh, intrapartum antibiotic prophylaxis. So ACOG, which is the American organization that guides practice, recommends universal screening late in third trimester, unless you're already pretty certain that the person has GBS from some earlier incident or something. So uh, those individuals won't be screened. Rather, they'll just get intrapartum antibiotic prophylaxis. So the approach in the U.S., I would say, I kind of decided boils down to screen and intervene. And that approach has been successful in reducing GBS early onset disease. So while I've been kind of maybe sounding negative about the intervention level, it has been very successful in reducing incidence. Meanwhile, the college, uh, the Royal College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists who guides practice in Jersey does not recommend screening for really almost anyone. Uh, and screening is done on risk and it's really only given to those or offered to those who um, had a GBS screening and had positive colonization in a previous pregnancy. So, you know, the other finding I'd say that's really of note is that the approach to intrapartum antibiotic prophylaxis is necessarily different in these two places because in one country you have people arriving with a result that indicates if they have GBS and in another people are arriving without that result. So risk assessment is just done differently and at different times. Uh, and lastly, I'll just say that the UK has reported 
a rising incidence of GBS, early onset disease. However, the U.S. experiences a higher case fatality rate. So just kind of holding all that information at once and, and what do you do with that? Uh, so Erica, is there anything you want to add about our findings? No, I think that was um, what Emily had mentioned, like our you know, biggest finding was the um, or what I thought was one of the largest findings, what, while the incidence was higher in, under RCOG, that the death rate was higher here in the United States. Mm -hmm. hmm. Do you think that one of the things that, I'm going off script here, <laughs> do you think that one of the findings, one of the things that you're seeing is, is because of the differences in healthcare delivery between the two countries? Erica, do you want to answer that? Oh, um, I mean... Well, I mean, where one, yeah. one has universal yeah. health care and one does not, right? Yeah, so I, I mean, having, you know, worked in a metropolitan city and, you know, are unfortunately the population where we live, we see a large um, disparity in health care from, you know, our population for multiple reasons. So I would say that that probably has a large portion to do with the increased death rates. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Emily, do you agree? Or? I think... Um, I, I, I do think so. I think it's the topic, the difference. Okay, so seeing that the UK has a higher rate, the lower case fatality rate, I think would actually be a really interesting area to try and delve into because it could be that the US is doing such a great job at minimizing cases that when the cases occur, they're quite serious because they almost couldn't have been prevented. So I feel like this statistic could kind of go either way. It could be that the U.S. approach is actually working quite well. We have so few cases that when they occur, they're quite serious. Or it could be that we are not providing the same quality of care here in the U.S. and so people are not faring as well. Um, so I, I feel like it could be quite interesting to see what would actually be parsed out with further mm -hmm. research. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the difficulties with epidemiological research is <laughs> that it just sort of paints that brush that <laughs> doesn't really delve into what are the actual things that are going on. Yeah. Um, so, where do you see this research going? <laughs> there was a good one right there. Um, so, you know, kind of Emily already, you know, we kind of discussed the the differences and epidemiological differences between the countries. But um, so I would say as, you know, Emily and I are about to start our practices as new midwives and having kind of an enhanced appreciation for midwifery care and how it varies worldwide. Um, obviously, we'll be following the guidelines of our own, our, our own professional organization. Um, but one of the things we kind of talked about in our poster was the um, antibiotic stewardship and how globally, you know, we're trying to move towards, you know, more um, focused on our antibiotic stewardship. And then so looking at the longitudinal data of not only the perinatal exposures of antibiotics, um, but some of the evidence maybe le linking to long-term sequelae, um, such as like the GI microbiome or some of the short-term um, benefits or consequences. And, you know, just given we were also thinking, you know, given that there's no single approach is, is perfect, right? We can see upsides and downsides even in our uh, brief poster to both approaches. We can acknowledge that there might be shortcomings in each of these approaches, but perhaps um, the strengths of one approach could inform another approach and, and improvements there. And thinking about ongoing research, we know that there is research into real-time testing for GBS as opposed to this, you know, ahead of time maternal screening. So as we kind of move into possibly a new frontier for GBS colonization testing and maybe a new framework and paradigm, 
we're wondering, can we bring forward what's best about different frameworks into this new paradigm that might be created? Thank you very much, Emily and Erica. This was fascinating research and a really, really interesting uh, comparison between the two jurisdictions. Um, I wish you the very best as you move forward in your in your midwifery practice and the next phase of your lives. Because I understand you have finals tomorrow, do you not? <laughs> we do. <laughs> yeah. So good luck on that, and good luck on everything else. And I hope to be able hope to see you attending some of the sessions at VIDM in just a week's time. Mm -hmm.